This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of Making Finances Easier. This is Providence Advisors Group. I'm here with Paul Cochran this morning. Uh, It is December and Christmas is right around the corner, Paul. So before we talk about finances and how to make that easier, um, we'll start off with one of our normal questions. And Paul, our, our show here will be airing sometime around Christmas and Christmas Eve, but uh, tell me, what, what's one thing that you and Sandy, or maybe you, Sandy, and the kids back years ago used to do on Christmas Eve that was a tradition that was real fun for you all? Well, I think the, you know, the biggie that, that we did uh, when the kids were, were growing up is on Christmas Eve, we would, uh, well, in the days leading up to Christmas, we would all write a letter. You know, what I was trying to teach the kids was that the, you know, the greatest gift of all, you know, was Christ coming. Um, But then we're also um, uh, seeing these family members around the table as these, you know, next greatest gifts that we have. And so you're to write a letter to each one of the family members and describe to them how they are a gift to you, you know, how they've been a gift to you in the past year. And so we'd write those letters and, and, uh, you know, through the years, they'd be like, oh, we're going to write the letters. Do we have to do that? And then every time we did it, um, we'd all be crying. (laughs) And, uh, um, and so, uh, now it's, it's a little different. One of the things I enjoy is, um, you know, usually we'll go to Christmas Eve service, and then uh, me and and Sandy and you and Eva and the grandkids uh, just having pizza that night. Uh, Christmas Eve—that's just a fun tradition. Now, what about you? What what what's a tradition you remember? Uh, you know, I think obviously I'm I'm 35 this year, and and life changes through the decades. But I remember as a kid, uh, I grew up in a real close knit family, and when I say family, I mean immediate family, but also. Uh, lots and lots of cousins we were we were all you know uh, best of friends and so uh, it, it didn't happen every year on christmas eve but occasionally it would coincide to where we would have these big family uh christmas get-togethers kind of like thanksgiving except on christmas eve and we'd all come together have food uh similar that you might would on uh, Thanksgiving, but dishes galore. Uh, we'd all bring a gift for one other person in the uh, the large family, and you know there was probably thirty of us then. It's grown to sixty or seventy now, and uh, I'm out of town, so I don't get to do it as as often. But uh, as a kid, you know, getting to go hang out with all my friends and cousins <laughs> and getting a present yeah. uh, before Christmas that was a big deal. Yes, sir. Uh, and then I think as as you get older, the the presents become you know 
less of a draw. Uh, and even I were talking last night, uh, you know, we, we like that aspect of Christmas, but you know, it's just sometimes it can, uh, the word she used that I thought was really helpful is it kind of clogged, uh, the season. Sometimes we can get so distracted on buying gifts and, uh, you know, it can kind of clog the, the importance of the season. And, uh, I just think being together, uh, is is a real good thing. So I like you said, we've done the uh, the Christmas service there at at the church that we go to, and uh, just hanging out on Christmas Eve. I honestly has become uh, more of a favorite part for me of the Christmas season uh, than actually even probably Christmas morning the next day. So uh, I, I I love this time of year, and uh, you know I also love all the uh, you know kind of time off. So a lot of people are off of yeah. work, and yeah. uh, that little week between Christmas and New Year's where yeah. things slow down for a lot of people. Some people have to work through that. I've got family members that are. You know, and and nursing and in hospitals, and so some people aren't fortunate. But uh, I do enjoy that that yeah. tail end of December where the world kind of slows down a little bit, and you get to spend a little bit more time with family. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, so, Paul, uh, I don't know what what do you want to talk about today? Well, you know, what was on my mind was this whole subject of the way we approach investments. So, let's say I'm uh, I'm in the car, I'm driving to. Uh, do some errands and I'm listening to this and I'm, you know, say within five years of retiring and, uh, and I'm thinking, gosh, well, 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 you know, what do I look for? Pretty much everything has been in my 401k. I've just kind of made some choices in there and I've kind of seen what it's done. Um, and so p- part of what I am thinking about is how do we think about investments? And, and here's, here's what a lot of people tend to think. They think, okay, um, let's compare these guys. Let's see what let's see what their performance is, and then let's let's check another guy. Let's see what their performance is, and then let's see. And when I say performance, you know how, how much how much are they earning uh, in terms of their their, their stock performance, um, and so then it's it's comparing. Um, either fund to fund or maybe an advisor to another advisor, who's getting, you know, the most return. Which sounds like a good idea, right? It does. It does. It's logical. It's it's like, hey, well, tell me tell me how your funds have performed. And I've made the mistake in the past of we call it spilling our candy in the lobby where where we would uh, you say, oh, oh, you want to know returns? Let me show what this fund did. Let me show what this fund did. Let me do, show what this fund did. But that is a, a big disservice. That's really not helpful. Um, you know, Garrett, think of all the things that we're doing uh, in terms of helping people plan, uh, thinking through financial planning that really uh, are divorced from from returns. Yeah, sure. Can you can you think of a few examples? Uh, yeah. Um, I would say that a lot of well, I'm doing this a lot during the week, but I, you know, one of your main responsibilities as we're meeting with clients that we both work on is helping them with the big investment picture, generating income, those types of questions. But my my day is filled 
with I've got this issue going on with my finances. I'm thinking about retiring. I'm thinking about starting a business. I want to add a solo 401k, but I'm not exactly sure how much I can contribute to that. Or I've got this old SEP IRA that I want to maybe consolidate. Can I put that in my traditional IRA or can I roll that into uh, I could sit here and ramble off uh, conversation after conversation after conversation that has absolutely nothing to do with investment returns and all about the life in which our clients are living, but they're just not quite sure how to file it on their tax returns, if they should do this, if they should do that. And uh, so... Uh, Here's the irony, though. Every single one of those things you just mentioned... um, they carry a value that doing that thing wrong, you know, or even off mark is more expensive than, than doing it right. Yeah, sure. Uh, putting too much money into, um, I had one just the other day, they made too much money and they wanted to contribute to a Roth. And so we had to talk through income limitations and, and that can be unwound, but there's even a cost in time figuring that out down the road and the IRS coming back saying you made too much money and you've got to file an amended tax return. And then just uh, a, a couple days ago too, I had a client call in and they wanted to, uh, their, their income was lower this year due to a business issue and they wanted to get get some of their money out of their IRA because they felt like future years their business income would go back up and so they were going to move it to a non-IRA account get that taxes paid and uh, instead I called up and I said have you considered a Roth conversion of those funds instead of putting it in your joint account let's put it in your Roth and they were old enough to where the the limitations weren't going to affect them but that money would grow tax-free as opposed to yeah. uh, paying taxes on it so right uh, again nothing to do with performance yeah exactly uh, but everything to do with uh uh not paying more money so i've um you know through the years i've taken little snapshots of windows of time and look at clients situation and i've seen over and over and over again like let's say our average client um Let's say we're would our average charge would be say one percent for the amount of, of funds that we manage, and I've done some uh, kind of analysis in several of those situations. And our little advice, like those things that you're talking about, um, more than paid for our fee. Like for example, a great example uh, was Social Security maximization. So let's say you're you're 55 and you're trying to think through what future income might look like. Well, if you dial in Social Security, and remember, it's not just a break-even analysis. It's really looking at the big picture. You, if you're married, your spouse, you know the uh, the, the survivorship benefits, etc. Um, that dialing that in by itself can be a huge, uh, uh, you know, profitable endeavor. And so, um, so way apart from performance, there's so much that a good financial planner can bring to the table that can make you money in carving off a little bit here, a little bit there. And uh, it, it just, it really makes a difference. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I have this pulled up here. I saw it uh, as a headline in the Wall Street Journal this morning. But later, later on today, uh, we're recording this on 
December 14th. Uh, the, the Fed, Jerome Powell, are supposed to kind of give us a, an, another clear signal of where they're going with uh, raising or lowering rates. And one thing that you'll hear a lot, uh, you don't have to uh, be a rocket science to, scientist to understand this, but uh, one thing you'll hear mentioned a lot anytime they're talking about rates is the 10-year U.S. Treasury. And uh, I've talked about this in some of my social security workshops I've done before, but the reason they use a 10-year U.S. Treasury uh, rate as a benchmark or comparison is because, you know, it's long enough out that you can get a a fairly significant interest rate. You're having to hold it for 10 years. Uh, But it's also not 30 years or 40 years or 50 years. So it, it's a good representation of a, you know, kind of long duration. But the big piece is that it would be considered uh, one of the safest assets that you could invest in because it's backed by the U.S. Uh, government. And so basically no risk, 10-year investment timeline, what can you get? And so they're going to be talking a lot about that today, and it's just fluctuated wildly uh, over the past few years. And so this game is dynamic of generating income for retirement. And what you thought last year or five years ago or 10 years ago uh, is just very different in how you generate income for retirement. And so when we're talking about performance or we're talking about what you're investing in, that all has to be compared to, well, what can you do with absolutely no risk? Mm. Uh, and can you afford to only uh, get 2 or 3% or 4% right, right. now? Uh, because some people, when inflation is going up 7%, eh, you know, it's, it's probably not the best long-term strategy to lock in a, a 25 or 3% 10-year uh, rate when, you know, markets have been depressed and the 10-year out forward earnings of the market look pretty good. Yeah, good point. And, um, you know, but by the way, let me mention, if you if you want to have a second opinion, somebody to look at where you are, see, is it appropriate? Does it make sense based on what you're trying to accomplish? We're at 865-770-5031, or you can go to makingfinanceseasier.com. And, uh, and connect with us. We'd be glad to get on the phone and chat with you. Uh, but to your point, Garrett, you know, the 10-year Treasury, one uh, really just summer of 21, um, was the 10-year Treasury was at 1.24%. Now the 10-year Treasury, uh, well, as of the end of November, was at uh, 3. Um, 3.68%. And so if if your plan hasn't been uh, looked at, you know, in the in the last year, it it probably needs to be. Um, And right now, the two year, you know, the two year U.S. Treasury, the yield on that back uh, last summer at that same time was a quarter of a percent, point two five percent. Now, the two year U.S. Treasury is it 
4.38. So it's actually a higher rate. They call it an inverted yield curve, where the shorter term is actually paying more than the longer term. So it doesn't really pay to go real long. And, uh, hey, Paul, I'm going to interrupt here. Uh, so to back out a little bit from the U.S. Treasury rates, uh, you know, we're not using strictly U.S. Treasury uh, investments for our clients. <laughs> we're not saying put everything in there. Uh, you know, I think it's been interesting over the past six to 12 months, you know, even the way we have uh, built investment strategies for our clients uh, that have different goals and objectives. So some are, uh, you know, retaining, not losing to inflation. We call that the stable value. We have another one uh, that is designed to generate income called the absolute yield. Uh, I was hoping maybe you could just uh, mention a few of those different portfolios and uh, y- you maybe even can go into how, how they've changed over the past six months and the kind of risk level that comes along with generating uh, those income amounts. Yeah, um, th- that, that really is an important point. And so going back to this initial thing about, okay, what's my performance? What's my performance? Well, usually if someone is retiring, um, Either they have a pension or some way to generate income, or they have to generate income off their investments. So, so to your point, um, depending on how much risk you want to take, if no risk, we'll call that the U.S. Treasury you're talking about, is it, is it, uh, you know, four percent? Um, but that that might be to lock it up for ten years. You know, yeah, sure. Um, so what are some other alternatives and, 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 and what do they yield? Well, let me just run through a couple of them. And again, these would all be market related. This isn't uh, like right now, as just as an aside, a MIGA, a multi-year uh, guaranteed annuity. You can get a, a three-year uh, for in that 5% range. So that's that's possible. And a MIGA being Paul. Uh, uh, multi-year guaranteed annuity. It's just a fixed annuity. It's almost like a CD with an insurance company. And um, uh, and if you want to find out more about that, 865-770-5031. But that is, you know, it's, it's a bulletproof investment. Your main risk is the insurance company. Is the insurance company on good footing? And if they are, it's arguably safer than a bank just because you've got uh, their their reserve requirements are significant. But these ones I'm going to talk about now are more where your money is is liquid. You can access it, uh, but it's generating some form of yield. So if you have a, um, for example, that one you talked about, a stable value, which might be something someone in this season might use for maybe even an emergency fund. Uh, it's just shy of, uh, it's like 3.95%. Um, the, the other one that we talked about some yesterday with a client is the, the municipal bond fund that we have. Um, still not real high. It's like at 3.75. It, it is tax-free, but it is still a, you know, a, a, a lower amount. Um, and so the higher you get in terms of uh, of risk, so like we have that portfolio that we were talking about a minute ago uh, that has high yield bonds in it, and high yield would have uh, you know riskier uh, 
riskier bonds in it. Doesn't mean they're going to default, but it means they're 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 not investment grade necessarily. This particular portfolio does have a mixture of all different grades of bonds, but a portion of it is is high high risk, higher risk, and that currently the yield on that is like at seven point four percent. So to put that in perspective a little bit. Um, if someone's generating income, a portion could, uh, of the yield could be generating that 7.4%. And so the question then, when we go back to that performance question is, well, uh, how much risk am I taking for that 7.4%? Well, clearly I'm taking more than the guaranteed 4%. Yeah, and, and what I say too, because we had a client conversation this week, is that uh, you may have to take more risk for the 7%, but everybody's going to be happy along that spectrum. So for this person, it was like, you know, to, to be a lot safer, uh, we had a, another portfolio, you haven't mentioned it, but it was called like the laddered income three year. That yeah. was, that was more in that, like what, what four to 5% or uh, correct. The, the, the laddered three year right now is like at a 5.52%. And so what was interesting was, as we sit with clients, they, they find a comfort level somewhere on that spectrum. So when they hear, you know, it's it's got maybe half or 60% of the market risk, but I can get up to 7% uh, and maybe more. <laughs> uh, that that may sit well with one client that it can afford the volatility. And then another client might say, you know, I'd, I'd rather take a lot less risk, even if that means I'm only going to get 5 five percent and so it's it's to me it's a, a real fun part of what we do is uh based on the landscape of the market helping clients find right where they 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 want to be or the intersection of where they want to be and where they need to be uh Very good. because there's often a tension there and uh for some people uh they could be anywhere on the spectrum and be fine but a lot of people want something but they also need something, and the right answer is somewhere uh, in the middle. So perfect world, if um, what I'd like to be able to do is to be able to have, you know, one one bucket of money generating a certain amount, taking a certain amount of risk, and maybe another bucket of money taking a little bit more risk, generating a different uh, monthly amount, and then maybe a, a third generating another, uh, in, in other words, mixing those so that, uh, you know, the all the eggs aren't in that one proverbial basket. Yep. But I hasten to add those structured notes. Um, the landscape right now is different. Even just a couple of years ago, there were headlines, you know, uh, stocks are nothing. It was like there were just no viable alternatives outside the stock market when the bank is paying you half a percent, bonds are paying one percent. You had to reach into equity risk in order to generate the income you need. And right now, uh, there's a lot of options, and that has changed in six months' time. And, uh, you know, that's that's something, Paul, and I'd be happy to, uh, you know, sit with you if you're getting ready to retire, recently retired, need to generate income for you for your retirement and your family. Uh, like Paul said earlier, you can call us at 865-770-5031, or you can visit our website, makingfinanceseasier.com. There's a button at the top that says schedule a meeting. You can pick a day and time of your choosing, and uh, it'll, it'll just be a quick phone call, or you can come into the office and uh, ask your questions. And uh, you know, at no cost, it'll be, be more like a meet and greet. We'll tell you how we could help you. And if that would 
interests you and you'd like to retain our services, uh, you can even go on our website and see all the fees and cost of that. Uh, we have it right in the open, but uh, we, we look forward to that opportunity. So happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis and Providence Wealth Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.